Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. And again, second time, it's me and it's Tammy, the beautiful wife sitting across from me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, I think I probably didn't have a choice, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, thank you so much for coming. I'm, I'm picking on you. And um, and I'm incredibly grateful for everything you shared in the last one and I hope you'll share in this one and we need we want to hear more from you not less so as I as I as I walk through this um jump in anywhere you know it's hard for me because this isn't my thing I understand I know it is but we're gonna pretend we're in the kitchen because it's not hard in the kitchen when we have the kitchen thoughts you know you have you always have great questions and you challenge me big time you know I mean you you um you ask me questions that a lot of people maybe wouldn't ask or um but you're you're not afraid to ask me anything all right because you love me and you want what's best for me so you're pretty good at slapping me around <laughs> especially on mom day oh we don't need to go there <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll say mom day for no but mom day just so everybody knows is mondays at the office and mondays at the office tammy comes in and she pays the bills and the problem with mom day is She's paying the bills, and a lot of times we don't have the money to pay the bills. <laughs> and so, it's it, more than just paying uh, the bills. Yeah, it is. No, that's true. No, that's true. A whole lot more. She helps with all our design of our products, working with manufacturing, dye manufacturing, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, but as you can imagine, when you're paying the bills and other stuff's involved, um, sometimes mom days are rough. But I homeschool, so I can only be there on Mondays. So I have to get everything done. Yes. So that means I have to be readily available at all moments. So what I do is I'll just say, you know what? Hey, today I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to be at your becking call. And then I sit there for like two hours and nothing. And then I start doing something and here you come. And our sweet friend, Winda, said that it should be called Mom Day. So it wasn't my idea. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Winda. <laughs> But it is Mom Day, and I'm doing. I think. Well, I say I'm doing better. I didn't. The last couple of weeks were kind of we rough. Do. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> yeah, the last couple of weeks were a little rough. But into today's podcast. Um, last week we talked about some of the biggest mistakes that parents make from the Instagram video, and an, another one. You know, I guess I guess I'll sum up what we did talked about last week was just um, our yes is yes, our no's no. And we're unmovable on that. And what we're trying to say is, hey, your yes should be yes and your no should be no most of the time. But if you say no and it's not going to hurt your child and they really want something bad, it's okay to let them win sometimes so that you don't break their spirit. So, so, But if their will, their selfish will, wants something that's not best for them and they're just going to nag, 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 do everything they can to get it, then our no needs to be, it needs to stay no. And we need to make it clear to them. We need to have some way to make it clear to them that when I say no, it really means no. Like this is, we're not, this isn't for up for much further discussion, you know? So for me, it's, it's like, you know what, baby, I just said no three times. And you said, it's like, you know, you only get it three no's. Then that turns into four, and then to five, and then into six, and then next time it's one because I had a bad day. You don't get two, three, four, and five. I blow up after two, you know, so, so it's all over the place. So so I just learned, you know what, I need to have a place whenever it's really not best for them. Because sometimes I say no, and I shouldn't have. But sometimes I say no, and I should have, because anything else would not be best for them. 
and but they keep going. And so I do need a way to say, listen, baby, look at me. It's a no. You're like, this is this is why it's a no. And there's no chance I'm changing my mind because we don't want to, you know, and, and they have to learn the discipline to say, okay, you know, but I think telling them why helps a lot. We talked about that last week as well. But one of the things we didn't get to last week that we wanted to jump into this week is we put our kids first and we should, but we must be careful not to teach them to put themselves first. And, and so let's talk about that or unpack that just a little bit. I'm supposed to put my children first, and but but what does that mean and what does that look like? It, what that means and what that looks like is doing what I believe is best for them, even when it costs me something. So it, so if my yes means if if yes is best for them, so I say yes, you know that may mean that I can't do something I wanted to do. It may mean that that you know I'm gonna have an extra long day today. It can mean a lot of different things. It's going to cost me something, but if it's best for them, then then putting my kids first means I'm willing to do that. And, you know, I talked about it in some of the previous podcasts when they were little and they wanted to help me do jobs around the house. You know, I mean, my my automatic answer was no. Kennedy comes with the screwdriver and wants to help me change an air filter. I'm in a hurry. I don't have a lot of time to do stuff. So I'm like, no, buddy. Uh-uh. As soon as I see the screwdriver, I'm like, no, 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 no. Where are you going with that, man? You're not coming to help me because I don't have time for that. But but that's not a good no. So my responsibility is to put my kids first. So so in that case, I say no to begin with. Then I say, okay, buddy, come help me. Let's see if you can help me. And then we'll, we end up having a wonderful experience. We learn together, and, and that one worked out really, really well. They don't always work out so great, but my responsibility as my children's father, you as their mother, is to do what's best for our children, which means putting them before ourselves. That's what loving them does. The trap, or, or maybe it's not a trap, but what we have to be careful of when we do this is that we don't teach our children to put themselves first. So one of the things that, that I had to learn early on with our children it was that by, by me putting them first all of the time, uh, I, found, I would find some cases where they just felt like they should be first. And so it could be very simple things or it could be complicated or more difficult things. But, that, but you know, if, if, it was, if it was food, if it was we're sitting down to eat, and, and the kids just ran right in and got all their stuff or did whatever they did and just kind of, you know, and went and sat down with no regard for anybody else. Well, I, I kind of taught them that by, telling, by, you know, hey, baby, you come get yours first. You know, I wanted them to get theirs first. But the moment I see them putting themselves first, that becomes a big problem. That's, that's that when they put themselves first, they're doing the opposite of what I'm trying to model for them. I mean, the whole purpose of loving our children is that we model for them how to live a loving life. And we do that by the way that we do what's best for them and sometimes without regard for ourselves. But if we aren't careful, we'll teach them to put themselves first. And instead of living a loving life, they live a selfish life. And this is so easy to spot. Like when, when children are raised properly and, w- and we put them first, but then we show them to put others first, it becomes very obvious. Like, I mean, you can walk into a, a room with a, with a bunch of people and children or families and all that stuff, 
And, you know, if you see a child who immediately gets up and gets what they want first, they're not helpful. You know, they're not helping anyone around them. They don't acknowledge other people. They don't listen. You know, they don't, it's not a yes, sir, and a no, ma'am. It's, it's a total disregard for others. Well, a lot of times that's because it's not that the parents aren't trying to love their children. It's just that they've, that they've put the child first, and now the child sits on the throne. They, they think they are first, and they don't consider other people. And so, so you, sometimes you wonder, I hear people, I had some friends one time that asked me, why do you teach your kids to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am? Right. I mean, and and I think I had to stop and think about it because their concern was that I was teaching my children to be subservient to other people. And so I had to stop and think about that. I'm like, no, that I don't. That's not my goal. What are your thoughts? I agree. We've talked about that before. Um, I think that how you always say the little things are the big things. And I think that um, we agree that I, I don't believe that it's teaching them to be subservient. I think it's respectful. I think it adds value to their life and it adds and makes them see the other person as valuable. And just saying, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And then just even um, little things like giving your seat up for an older person or opening the door from for somebody or as funny as this sounds we've talked about it so many times when you're at the grocery store and somebody allows you to pass by to get to across you know to the grocery store and instead of just strolling on by Mm -hmm. to hustle across and I just think you know and just wave to them tell them thank you you know acknowledge them look people in the eyes you know when you're talking to them give them a firm handshake all of this some people think it's little things, but to us, I feel like it's big things that makes them, you know, respectful. And uh, does that make sense? Makes like, it makes total sense. The little things really are the big things. And so you say, well, why are you doing it? Okay, it always comes back to this why. You know, why are you saying yes, sir, or no, man? To be respectful. But you know, as we've talked about before, what we want. I mean, you know. God's Word tells a child to honor and respect their mother and their father. And, and we think that that makes the mother and the father, father honorable and respectable. Or we think that if our children say, yes, sir, no, ma'am, that, that that's making whoever they're talking to honored and respected, respectable or honorable. But the truth is, it's making the child honorable and respectful when they consider others before themselves. I mean, he, he, this is what Jesus talked about. You know, Jesus didn't teach us to love ourselves. He taught us to deny ourselves. So we have to, we have to teach them and show them and model for them. And, and part of that means not allowing selfishness. Like the, the one no that should always be no. The one, one thing we should like never tolerate in our children is their own selfishness. So we put themselves to model for them a, a life of selflessness. But we, we put them first, not anything they want, what's best for them. When it's hard and when it's not. When it's yes and when it's no. But we're, we're trying to model for them how they should live their own lives, which means they put others first. And then when they go out there, and like you said, you know, they open the door. 
they they consider others for themselves. They they let everybody else eat, you know, before they eat. It's it's not that hard. And you think, well, what's the big deal? It's just little things. Oh, it's it's everything. I mean, these little things reveal who we are on the inside. Are we considerate of others? Do we care that we're holding someone somebody else up whenever they gave us a chance to to pass in front of them? I mean, I'm sorry, but you should care. If you don't care about that, God only knows. I mean, how much less would you care about stuff that really matters? So we have to care about these little things. And so when you teach your children not to put themselves first like you put them first, but to put others first like you put others first and them first, then you model for them how to live this loving life. And I can't begin to tell you the difference and how blessed a child is when they're when this is modeled for them and this is taught to them compared to how cursed they are when it's not i mean not not that they're cursed beyond no curse on them but how much it it sets them up for failure failure when you allow them to put themselves first so that is walking slow that is not being grateful not being thankful um, hurrying up and making sure you get yours so that somebody else so they don't get yours you know making sure you get the, the last dessert, eating the, I mean, if there's one left on the table, just don't eat it. I don't care how hungry you are. <laughs> you know I mean? We're not hungry enough over here. You know, just, just, just leave it. Let somebody else get it. You know, if it's there when everybody's done, that's fine. But consider others before yourself. And so when we teach our children this, we teach them how to live a loving life and it's going to bless their socks off. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's really what it's, um, that's what sets them up for blessings. That's why God says if you don't discipline your children, you hate them. You think about how harsh that statement is. What do you mean if you don't discipline them, you hate them? Because you raise an undisciplined person, an undisciplined adult, a selfish. I mean, the, the, the undisciplined is the selfishness. And, 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 and I want to add this. I mean, you're going to be obedient to something. You're either going to be obedient to love or you're going to be obedient to fear. And if you're undisciplined, you're going to be obedient to fear. Everything you're going to, you're going to do is going to be for yourself without regard for the people around you, and that's going to wreck your life. And if you're obedient to love, that means that you have to set yourself aside, be respectful of others, and, and all these little things, and they evolve into the big things. And uh, then you set your, your, that's not hating your children, that's loving them, and it sets them up for success in life. And there's just like nothing greater. I mean, it's one thing that's far greater than someone coming up to you and telling you, hey, you did amazing, you did good. You know, they're, they're really grateful for something you did. One thing that's so much greater than that is somebody coming up to you and saying, your children are amazing. Like, we love having them around. You know, every time they're with us, they're helpful. They're, they're, they, they consider other people. It's just a pleasure. Like when they show up, it's the whole place just gets lighter, you know, and more filled with love. And that's, that's what you want for your children because then they have influence in other people's lives and they stay their own full all the time. You know I mean? Things come, knock them off center, and they, they're going to get emptied out every now and then. But the people around them just are so appreciative and loving. It's just a beautiful thing to do for your children. But, you know, I think you had a... a a question that someone had asked. Yeah, the the comment was, um, my ten year old asked me how to know God is real. 
How do I help them believe without question? Yeah. So that's, and that came after, you know, that was one of the comments on the Instagram video that we did here. And so if y'all have comments, please add them. But what a great question, you know, and what a hard one to answer. And when I first read that comment, I was like, oh, you know, what do you tell your 10 year old so that they would believe that God is real and not question him? Right. And so I think, I think our children get a picture of who God is by the way we love them. And how we love them hopefully reveals to them who God really is. And when you think of Jesus and you think, so then you got to go, okay, well, how did God love me? And God loved you by doing what he believed was best for you. Just look at the life of Jesus. Like he, he never said yes to anything that wasn't good for you. I mean, he didn't have any problems, you know, laying the truth out for what we needed to do different because what we were doing was not best for us. But then he didn't condemn us. You know, he convicted us. He encouraged us to change. He, he didn't, he never pretended it was okay for us to keep being selfish. Like he didn't give us yeses to selfish things. You know, when we want, we want what we want, we want it so bad, whatever it is. He never, he didn't, he, he never said yes to that. You know, he, he, he said, this is what is right. This is what is true. This is the word of God. This is what I want for you. And, and then he never, he, you know, he didn't, when we, when we did the wrong things, he didn't condemn us. I mean, there was consequences for that, but he convicted us. And he told us, hey, you need to change. Like one of my favorite stories is, is the woman at the well. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, not at the well. The, the woman they brought to Jesus, the, what, what, they're going to stone her? So, so they bring this woman to Jesus, and, and they say, hey, this is what we've, she was caught in adultery. You know, the word, you know, the law says we've got to stone her to death. So you think, what's Jesus going to do here? Is he going to stone this bad girl? How bad would that be? Or is he going to break the law? What's he going to do? And this is and so. What are we going to do with our own family, with our own children, whenever they mess up? So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to stone them and I'm going to walk off and leave them, you know. And then I'm gonna, I'm going to be hard on them for the next three or four days, and maybe they'll learn their lesson. But Jesus had a better way. He had a so much better way where where this woman comes and he doesn't condemn her. He sits down and starts, or kneels down and starts writing in the sand when these three guys are there to condemn her. And what's he writing in the sand? We don't know. But I often wonder, was he writing their own sins in the sand? Right? And then, and then whenever they all get up, drop their stones, and walk away, he wrote something in the sand because they dropped their, they're like, never mind this business, you know? And they walk away. And then what is he, now he's got her. What's he going to do? He says, they don't condemn you, neither do I. Go and sin no more, and that's that's how we should. Um, so you say, how would how does our child gonna know who God is or know that He's real? Whenever I would argue that when Jesus looked at that woman, when He did what He did, then He looked at her and He said, "They don't condemn you, neither do I. Go and sin no more." In that moment, she knew God was real. And she knew he was God. Nobody else does that. And that's how we can help our children know 
who God is and that he's real. And just look around you, you know, all of the simple things in life. But, you know, it, it, God reveals himself in everything, in nature and everything around us. Help your children see, you know, the, the magnificence of everything he's created. Teach them what love is and how love works. And God will make perfect sense. I mean, God made perfect sense to me because of how my mom and dad loved me. I mean, love made sense to me. The way it works, everything about it, because of how my mom and dad love me. So model it that way and then be okay with them asking questions. You know, the other part of the question was, um, you know, how can they believe without question? I'm not sure. You know, maybe they can't. But let, I, think, I think the healthy thing to do is to have questions and then to get them answered. The, the amazing thing, the wonderful thing about the truth of God's Word is that if you will question and you'll seek the truth, God's Word always confirms itself in your life. I've never seen, like when, we, when I first got on this journey with love, I thought, you know, at some point I'm going to come across something. And that's part of the reason I waited so long to publish the book, everything else. I'm like, at some point I'm going to come across something that's going to reveal that what I'm saying isn't true. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all this regret, you know, that I've, that I've taught this for so long or that I wrote this book. So I put it off, put it off, put it off. But now it's, it's been out for several years. All these years, I've never found anything that love doesn't reveal to be, or that reveals that love isn't, isn't the answer to everything. So let them ask questions, but help them find the truth. Don't let the world answer all their questions with a bunch of lies. We've got to flush out the truth. And in and, and time, the truth itself reveals who Jesus is. All truth leads to Jesus, and they'll get there. But you loving them is the best shot they got. And sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's hard. Does that make sense? Anything you want to add to that? I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up this version, the Right Fight podcast. We hope you'll come back next time. And until then... Trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.